Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mikey intern Ned Reynolds thawing out in the studio on a Thursday morning. Windbow blew him away. I had to go out there and grab him. I was kind of scared there for a second. We were going to lose you. You weren't the only one scared. I, I know. I saw that look in your eyes, and I came running as fast as came I could. came walking up out of the parking lot with that wind blown in the face, and I said, shucky darn. <laughs> Okay. Too well. (laughs) All right. Uh, 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 Ned's in a good mood. I'm in a good mood because uh, our Missouri teams both got dubs last night. And in great games. The Bears especially going up to Des Moines. We'll talk more about this in detail in the second segment. Bears win in overtime, 65-62. Big win over the previous number one team in the Missouri Valley. That's a big win. Missouri and Arkansas. Tigers come from 10 points down with four minutes to go in the game and win at 70. 9976. That was in regulation time. Big win for both teams, and we'll talk more about that in detail in the second segment. What happened to uh, Nadal in the Australian Open? You know, that's a really good question. He's playing a kid named Mackenzie McDonald, and Mackenzie McDonald, folks, in tennis world, is pretty good. He's a former NCAA champ at UCLA. Has not really made a great name for himself on the pro circuit, but he, these guys are all. You know, there's a finite difference between the big timers and uh, the ones who are really coming on. Well, McDonald is 27 years old. It's first round match for the defending champion, Rafael Nadal. He pulls up lame. And uh, McDonald wins it in three straight sets and knocks out Nadal, the number one seed. It looks like Rafael's body has quit. He had a hip injury is apparently what it was. He's had knee injuries. These have all been plaguing him now. He's 37 years old, and it's beginning to really wear his body down. Tennis, well, it may resonate with the public as kind of a a lackluster, non-physical sport, folks. It is not. It is very tough to play, and you've got to be on the move. You've got to be in great shape. These guys are the Federers of the world, the Nadals, the Djokovic. These guys are in magnificent condition, but it doesn't last forever, and it may not be with Raphael. Yeah, but he had a lot of good years, oh, so, and he gosh. can just ride that money train into the sunset on his own private island if he money, wants to. Money is not the problem here. It's your, it's the ego, competitive nature, yeah. and the, yeah, the competitive aspect of things. Um, also, uh, was there a, a Hamlin tribute at the uh, Open? This is kind of interesting, too, because yet there was. Uh, tennis players don't wear numbers. They, they just don't have to. It's an individual sport. You're identified because you, everybody knows who you are. This young lady, and she's hardly what you would call an unknown on the on the pro tennis. She's one of the world's top tennis players, Jessica Pagula, and she's also one of the top players, obviously, in the United States. She goes out wearing number three, and it is a tribute to Damar Hamlin in Australia. So wait a minute. Why is why is a female tennis player the only one making some kind of a tribute? Well, she she's more than just a Buffalo Bills fan. Jessica Pagula's mom and dad own the Buffalo Bills, and they also own the Buffalo Sabers. It's Pagula Sports Enterprises out of Buffalo. It's a very big operation, and she is the very competitive daughter, one of four kids that they have. And she's a great player. She's into the uh, third round of the Australian Open and may be right there in the semifinals and finals. But I thought that was very nice. And she honors a player from the family-owned team. 
Last but not least, the uh, NFL made the Kansas City Chiefs and Buffalo Bills put tickets on sale for a supposed AFC championship game in Atlanta if the Bills win and the Chiefs win this weekend, which is kind of like, what? what they're not even, they still got games to win. Why would they do that? Well, also, also, you know who's calling that Bills-Bengals game? My buddy, Chafers. And you know the Bills are minus five. And I will tell you right now, every single game Chapers calls, he covers the dog. Mark my words. You guys listening right now, mark my words. I know I got a tinfoil hat on, but buddy, with the league making that move, and that guy calling the game, I don't know, man. I don't know. But what my point is, and I know we already talked about this, is it was a complete cluster for people trying to get tickets for Atlanta yesterday. Both on the Chiefs side, on the Bills side. Passwords were getting shared online. People weren't able to get their tickets. But basically what ends up happening is this password gets out. A bunch of people buy tickets before they weren't supposed to. Already put them on resale. And then guess what they do? Pulled them. So every person that tried to resell them yesterday got the tickets pulled back. Hardly an unknown tactic. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> well, Ned and I will be in Springfield during that game. I don't think we're going to Atlanta. Wait a minute. Speak for yourself. Oh, oh, okay. Never mind. I'll go with you. You going? You going, Ned? All right. Well, we talked a little bit about this last hour. Mizzou got a big win, and so did Missouri State. In the in the Bears' case, it's, it's kind of the tale of two halves. And I've always maintained, and <laughs> this is hardly... Hardly uh, rocket science or, or deep uh, geometric theorem or anything like that. If you put the ball in the basket more than the other team, you're usually going to win, which they did. Bears were way behind in the first half, shot very poorly, shot I think 35% in the first half, shot 54% in the second half. It was reversed. Drake couldn't buy a basket in the second half, mainly because the Bears' defense wouldn't let him. And Missouri State came from 13 points down at halftime to win the game in overtime, 65-62. They were, they were spot on. And, and, Mike, when you look at the stats, the Bears won it because their three-point shooting, which has been good all season long, really came to the fore. They hit 11 three-pointers. That's 33 points right there for the Bears on their scoring. And they hit key foul shots when they had to. Drake was more of a one-man show. The DeVries kid, uh, Tucker DeVries, is an outstanding individual player. The Bears have the better team, and Missouri State won that game. And it's a big win. It may turn the season completely around. Missouri's game, Missouri and Arkansas are pretty much evenly matched. They're two good teams. Arkansas got on a run with about four minutes to go and got up by 10 points. And Missouri came back with Missouri's de- uh, defense, uh, yeah, there were some questionable calls, but it didn't make a difference in the game. And uh, the Tigers were able to hit key shots down the stretch and force the turnovers. Also, about four Razorbacks fouled out of the ball game at the key time, and that made a very big difference. And Missouri wins 79-76 coming from behind. The Tigers have a big one coming up on Saturday. Fourth-ranked Alabama comes into Columbia to play, and that should be a knockdown dragout. The uh, tests aren't getting any easier. They are getting harder as we get closer and closer to the madness. All right. Very sad note this morning. Chris Ford uh, leaving the scene. Chris Ford, a little bit younger than I am, but he was kind of a contemporary in a way. All-American Villanova back in Philadelphia and one of New Jersey's very best ever basketball products. 
Ford played at a time when freshmen weren't allowed to play in college basketball. That was the rule. So he came in in his sophomore year at Villanova and led Villanova all the way to the national championship game against UCLA in 1971. And UCLA won it by a score of 60, I think 66 to 62, if I remember correctly. But Ford established himself as a tremendous player, and he was. Later went on, played for the Boston Celtics, later coached the Boston Celtics. Coached him for a number of years, as well as several other teams, as an assistant coach. But Chris Ford was 74 years old, passed away yesterday in Atlantic City, New Jersey, which was his home area. That's a very sad note. He was a very, very good player and an astute member of the basketball profession. So Missouri State Bears and the Mizzou Tigers weren't the only two college basketball teams playing yesterday. There were other games, uh, maybe not as exciting, but they were still done nonetheless. Well, the one down the Sooner State always attracts a lot of attention. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, and the Cowboys won this one. Oklahoma State, 72-56. Texas A&M and Florida playing. Uh, These are teams that the uh, Missouri Tigers have played in recent weeks, and Texas A&M won that one 54-52 in the Missouri Valley. Northern Iowa, 65. Illinois State, 63. Here's one that does surprise me. Bradley, 78. Indiana State, 67 in Terre Haute. So some very big games. The Valley boiling right down to what's going to be a finite finish and a great finish for them. But over and above that, a quick reminder that the Bears game is against Southern Illinois on Saturday, and game time has been moved. It's now a 1 o'clock game at the Great Southern Bank Arena, as opposed to the original time of 3. You know fully why the game was changed. It's pretty obvious. But it's a 1 o'clock game for the Bears and Southern Illinois on Saturday. Going to have a busy day on Saturday, Ned, and Sunday, too, because we got some great games today, that day as well. Have a great one, and uh, I'll, I'll just pick you up and take you back out of the car so you don't blow away. 